0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Life is Love School. Today I'm gonna talk about how to date if you're anxiously attached. For most people that are anxiously attached, the dating process can feel extremely stressful. Starting from the first text message to waiting for that text message to come back to wondering, did I say something wrong that turned them off to going on the first date to continue the date but assessing where the relationship is going. Every step away feels very treacherous. By definition, somebody who is anxiously attached want more closeness. You want more intimacy and oftentimes you might be attached to people that have the opposite attachment style, people who don't want intimacy. So then you're even more stressed because you're both wanting more at the same time you're afraid that you're going to clean too much and turn the other person off. So the whole dating process can feel extremely stressful, it's no longer fun. I want you to learn these mindsets so you can turn the script around and actually enjoy the process and actually meet somebody awesome for you. If you're new to the channel, make sure you like and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. The first tip on how to date if you're anxiously attached is I want you to feel okay with who you are. In fact, not just be okay with who you are, but totally own it and be upfront about it. I'm a person who loves plants and I raise both indoor plants as well as outdoor plants. So the outdoor plants I have are like succulents or sunflowers and lilies, etc. They love, 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 love the sun. If I deprive them of the sun, they're going to maybe still stay alive But they're not going to look good. They're going to start to droop, they're not going to flower, they're not going to have fruits. So if you crave more connection, more intimacy, more open and vulnerable conversation, make sure that when you go into the dating market you assess people for their ability to provide you what you need. Different people have different ability to connect a lot of times we think, oh, you know, that person is tall, this person is short, but we don't think about the fact that these qualities of people, whether they're outgoing or they're more introverted, um, and their preferences or characteristics and their ability to be empathetic, connect, have good conversation, et cetera, a lot of these are a combination of genes and environment. So don't pick somebody who is, not able to give you what you need, and then hoping that you can somehow change them. First of all, they generally don't want to change, right? People like who they are. That's why they are the way they are. And nobody changes for you. They have to want to change for themselves. And then thirdly, they have to have the ability to change. So make sure that when you are in the dating scenario, you're assessing people for whether they can meet your needs or not. If you're somebody who needs more intimacy, make sure that you don't pick up somebody who has the avoidant attachment style, if at all possible. The avoidants actually don't want as much closeness or as much intimacy. So if you get into a relationship with them, it's going to be a lot of push and pull. You're gonna want more, they're gonna want less, and the hot and cold relationship is very tiring. So treat yourself right by going into the dating scenario and assessing the other person to see if they're able to meet your needs. So I want you to own who you are, what your needs are, and then going into the market with the idea that, hey, I'm a buyer and I'm assessing for the right fit. Don't just settle with anybody and then trying to make them like you. That's not the way to go. Another mistake I see people make along these lines is that they don't like who they are. They don't like their anxious attachment style. So they pretend to be the cool guy or the cool gal who doesn't need much, et cetera, that is also the wrong way to go because you're going to attract people who actually likes your facade. Unless you are ready to be that cool guy and cool girl for the rest of your life, this is a recipe for disaster. So own who you are and then go in dating to assess the other person to see if they can meet your needs is the right way to go. The second mindset to have if you're anxiously attached and you want to date right is I want you to feel okay with disappointing other people. Here's a thought exercise. If you walk into any room of 100 people, can you make sure that everybody likes you? I can tell you for certain that that is an impossible thing for anyone in this world to do. People might not like you for the way you look. Maybe they don't like your name because it reminds them of somebody that they don't like. Maybe they don't like your accent. They could choose to not like you for a variety of reasons and pretty much every one of those is out of your control. They might not like you because they're jealous of you. So how are you gonna control that, right? So if you set the goal to be, I want people to like me all the time, everywhere, everybody to like me, you're guaranteed to be disappointed. Also, you could never then be genuinely yourself. And when you're not yourself, even if people like you, deep down you feel insecure because you knew that you were putting on an act and they didn't ever get to know the real you. So in order for you to have genuinely healthy, happy relationship, first of all, you have to be willing to be yourself, be your authentic self. If you're faking it, let's say that you're unhappy but you plaster on a smile and try to act all cheerful because you believe that that's what people like, people are actually really good at sensing discrepancies. So if you say one thing but you mean another, you put on an expression that doesn't match how you feel, people will sense that there's something not quite right with this person and they won't trust you. So that's another reason why you should be authentic and be fully yourself. So the third mindset to have is to love yourself. Years ago I was in San Francisco and I came across this sign in a store and I decided I have to have it. And the reason is that this sign is telling me that the key to happiness is something that I own. Right? Nobody else owns it. I alone am responsible for my own happiness and well-being. It's such an important task that, first of all, I don't want it to give it to somebody else. What if they drop the key? What if they find somebody else and they drop the key? Right? This is so important to me that I have to be responsible for it. And also, nobody else can do it for me. No amount of other people telling me how awesome I am can make me feel any better if I don't truly believe that myself. Also, if I believe that somebody else holds the key to my happiness, I'm going to be extra clingy right? I'm going to be craving something from them. And this other person is going to feel that I'm only with them because it's a conditional giving. I'm giving them something because I want something back. I want them to validate me. I want them to give me something that I'm craving, that I'm desperate for, because I don't feel that I'm good enough. I'm not able to sustain myself. I'm not able to make myself happy. I'm hoping that this person will supply me, and that makes any relationship cheap because it makes it very transactional. You want to come from a place where you feel that you're abundant, you're able to take care of yourself, you're a fully independent and autonomous being, and that you want to meet this other person because you're the icing on the cake. But you are the cake yourself. Anytime you have the mindset that this person, you know, you, you're on a date with me and I believe you hold the key to my happiness, then you're going to have a lot of this clingy over-attachment energy going towards them and that will scare anyone. Let alone to say that this person that you barely know, they can't provide you that. No person, no mortal in this world, can give you happiness. You have to find it within yourself. And that's where the hard work is. And that's why many of us choose to believe, which is a magical thinking, that if I just find my princess or my prince charming, they will make me permanently happy. If this were the case, we would never see divorces in our lives. Remind yourself all the times where you thought that if you just get that promotion, if you just buy that house, if you just marry that person, you will be happy forever and how that did not lead to your happiness. Happiness is something that you have to find within yourself by understanding that you have value because you exist, and also by living a purposeful life. And all of this is on you, which is both a little scary and also very freeing. But I want you to remember that the key to happiness is you have it. Nobody else has it. So don't look at this other person as a source of everything, and that will take that clinging energy away and allow the relationship to unfold in its due course. I hope you find today's content helpful. I love helping people with relationships because complex trauma happens in relationship and happy relationship is also very healing. That's how your trauma can get healed is through healthy relationship. So if this topic interests you, I encourage you to look at the items in my show notes. And also consider joining me in Tribe, where we have direct dialogue about your relationships, anything that you run into that you like to discuss is something I love to help you with. And make sure you drop a comment if you have any questions or any other mindsets that I may have missed. I read every single comment and I respond to it. In fact, today's video came from a viewer suggestion. So I make content based on people's recommendation as well. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week.